When was the last time you heard someone called a doubting Thomas? When I was a boy, this was a popular term for a stubborn skeptic, someone who refused to accept the testimony of others, but instead demanded hard evidence. Now the phrase sounds a bit quaint to my ear, a relic of a bygone era when American culture was saturated with words and images from the Bible. As I reflected on this phrase, Doubting Thomas, in light of today's Gospel, I couldn't help but think that it was not quite fair to the Apostle Thomas. Thomas is not a skeptic. In fact, he doesn't really doubt. His word and his actions in today's Gospel seem to arise instead from a deep trust in the Lord Jesus. And it is in order to reward this trust that the Lord appears to him on the eighth day. So how is this? At the Last Supper, Jesus foretold how all the events of his passion and resurrection would unfold. Thomas was listening. Jesus said that in a little while he would go, and they would weep and mourn and be in anguish. Then he said, I will come back to you, and you will see me, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy away from you. Thomas was listening. He did not doubt these promises of the Lord Jesus. He trusted the Lord Jesus and his word. But he could not have anticipated how these words would find precise fulfillment, first for some of the apostles and then for some of the others. At the beginning of today's Gospel, Jesus appears to ten disciples in the upper room on the evening of the first day, Easter. Thomas is absent. Now when he hears the testimony of his brothers, we have seen the Lord. Thomas does not respond like a skeptic. A skeptic, a doubting Thomas, would have said, No, you didn't. You couldn't have, because such things are impossible. He's dead and dead men do not walk and talk. Instead, Thomas responds with trust in the Lord Jesus' promises at the Last Supper. You will see me and rejoice means not just you in the abstract, you in general, not just those who happen to be in the upper room at any particular time, but you, Thomas, you will see me and rejoice. Thomas takes these words literally, as addressed personally to him. And he speaks a truth in response that the others may not yet have been able to grasp. Thomas utters what is the most categorical and explicit affirmation of Jesus Christ as God in the pages of the New Testament. My Lord and my God. Thomas's faith is faith that can only come by the grace of the Holy Spirit. 
In Greek, the word is pistao, which means not to believe in some impartial and intellectual way, but to vest faith in, to have trust in someone or something, and even to entrust oneself personally. Thomas realizes that only a personal encounter with the risen Jesus can bring about Easter faith. And this faith is not just empirical sight, but spiritual perception. He sees the Son of Man. He sees Jesus resurrected in the flesh. And he confesses him to be the Son of God. So what Jesus grants Thomas is the fulfillment of his desire to see and to touch with his hands and his side. Pardon, with with his hands. So it seems that Thomas is not really justly called Doubting Thomas, and in fact, we could perhaps think of him as Trusting Thomas. But at the end of today's gospel, Jesus pronounces a beatitude, not upon Thomas, but upon those who stand in a certain contrast to Thomas, despite his laudable trust. Now, the question is, to whom are these words addressed? To whom is this beatitude addressed? In fact, it is addressed to us. And the question for us is, are we going to take this as a general or abstract statement, or are we going to take it personally, addressed to each one of us? Are we willing to say, blessed am I who have not seen but yet believed?